What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, everybody? And welcome to the Fundamism Podcast. It's your boy, Paul Long, and uh, we're fitting to turn up. I am overly ecstatic about today's episode. It's time to get live. It's time to represent Fundamism community. What time is it? We have just a phenomenal, phenomenal guest today, a dude that is an absolutely amazing athlete, but not why he's here today. He's a better human than he is an athlete, and that's exactly why I had to reach out to him and have him identify with fundamentalism. So if you're new to the podcast, fundamentalism, shortly put, are the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. So whatever you do for strength, whatever you gravitate towards to pull you out of your negative headspace, that's your fundamentalism. So guys, ladies, super excited. Mr. Travis Kelsey, what is good, my man? Pole, 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 pole. So, uh, hey, I'm going to need you to never speak that highly of me ever again. <laughs> well, uh, you got to you got to <laughs> knock yourself down a peg or two, then, man. Like you've earned a reputation. Uh, I guess, I guess, I have. Uh, I've done a few decent things around the community. I mean, yes. outside of football, I don't even want to talk about football. I don't either. We haven't done much mm. in the football realm yet. But um, you have. Yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot further along that uh, that we could take this thing, and that's that's obviously the uh, the goal. But I mean, sure. it's um, it's cool, man. It's cool being on the show. I appreciate you bringing me on. Man, uh, you're a legend in the community again for for not just the work that you put in on the football field, and we're not even really going to talk about that today because uh, there's a lot of people I'm sure that you know out there that are struggling, right? And they don't know how to get through. The struggle, you know, they're dealing with depression, anxiety, they're trying to make ends meet, you know, maybe they're dealing with the passing of a loved one, whatever it may be, and they're struggling just to get by. And so fundamentalism is that outlet that I believe can help anybody going through it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to start with the question that I ask every single guest. You are an individual that seems like you're just authentic. You enjoy life. You enjoy the experience of what is. So what do you do for fun, man? Oh man, that is a great question. I feel like I uh I just I wake up and I appreciate everything that that comes my way, you know? I might not uh and that and that's the fun of it, you know? That's that's the fun of, you know, life itself. You can't really just harp on, you know, uh even if you plan something to do. You know, you never know how that shit's going to end that's up, absolutely right? right? So I mean, it, whether or not it's the the funnest time of your life or, you know, something goes wrong in the middle of it and kind of ruins your day, you can't let that get to you. Sure. You know? So I say uh what I do for fun is I just I, I live life and and kind of just roll with the curves, man. Mm. And uh, again, one of the reasons why you're here today is because I believe that you embody what fundamentalism stands for. And so when I ask you what you do for fun, I know it's just your life. So for you, it's just like an everyday deal. But yeah. uh, for a community, for myself, for friends, family, and everybody else watching you, man, it's 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 something to behold, right? On Instagram, you got these crazy outfits, you know, on the football <laughs> ki- field, you're, you're doing amazing dances and real talk. My favorite end zone celebration to date ever that I've ever witnessed, uh, is your Ric Flair flare walk, nice. man. And so my question to you before we get too far down the path is, are you, are you still having a hard time keeping those gators down? 
Oh man, you know it's it's tough, man. Once you lay some things up, man, they just want to <laughs> run wild, dude. I'm telling you, man. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Um, ah, Lee. I would. You know what? And this is a little awkward, and it's hard for me to say just because he's so freaking weird. Is uh, mankind? He's really? an Ohio guy, man. Yeah. And the sockum. Yes, dude. That was so weird. It was so weird, yeah. man. But every time I had a sock. <laughs> Like, I just wanted to freaking just shove it in my brother's mouth, man. And, uh, yeah, dude, Mankind was, he was a different dude, and he was always funny. Like, every time he walked down the stage, I would just laugh. Yeah. Because of how, like, obese and how, like, silly he was, you know? So it was just, I don't know, I, I, I had a weird appreciation for him. Him and, uh... Ray Mysterio, dude. Doing oh all the, yes, all the all the flips and all the coming turns off the off top, rope. top ropes. Yeah, that dude was, was sweet, small. Man. Yeah, but uh, revisiting mankind, I don't know if you ever saw his. You know, I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty, but you know, the dude had just a crazy backstory. Yeah, and he went hard all the time, all the time, and could barely walk. And uh, it's just crazy to see. When you find somebody that takes such great pride in what they do, and and you know yeah. you're at the pinnacle of your craft, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I liken you to that. Like you're at the pinnacle of your craft. You're an all pro tight end. And so Dale Carnegie once said that the largest room in the world is a room for improvement. So mm-hmm. remove football. Like, what is the one thing that you would like to get better at in your life? Um, the one thing I would love to get better at. I'm not going to lie, man. I didn't take. Uh, I didn't take school as serious as I probably should have sure. growing up. Yeah. Um, so like just, I would say just the intellect, the, the, the getting better at just like learning things around me. Just yeah. cause the, my learning curve isn't like, I don't, I don't seek knowledge as much as, you know, I would have think I would want to like my father, my father could sit down and and watch Jeopardy and just ramble off answers nonstop. And I always looked at him like, man, I got that in my jeans. <laughs> like, oh, what am I freaking doing here? I'm just sitting here clueless about everything that Alex is freaking asking. Alicia Silverstone style. Nice, you know. And I, I'm just, I, I just, uh, I think one thing I would want to do better at is is you know just uh, teaching myself common knowledge. Mm. And just uh, understanding the world even better than I do now. You know what I, I admire amongst many other things is, uh, you know, I, I reached out to you. The reason why you're here, man. So first of all, you may not remember this, but we crossed paths at a Shadow Buddies event. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. I just, you know, I gravitate towards your energy. Um, first of all, I kind of like it. I travel a lot for work as a speaker. And so you're kind of you're nationally known, not just locally. And oftentimes, this is 100% real talk, people will come up to me and they'll ask me if, if I'm related to you. Nice. And, uh, I can see it. And so, yeah. So, and specifically, some folks even go farther. They say, hey, are you the, are you the bigger, uh, better looking brother of, <laughs> of Travis Kelsey? So my question is to you, do people no, ever come to you and Philly. say, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so people don't ever come to you and say, hey, are you the ugly, uglier, smaller version of Paul Long? Like, is that your brother? No, I haven't, never got, I haven't got that one yet. Dang. Um, no, I've gotten Channing Tatum once. Ooh. Uh, when I was real young, yeah, uh, and then um, I couldn't even tell. I don't have I, oh Valanciunas. That's who I get the most. Oh, Jonas Valanciunas. Yes. We have any idea yep. who the heck Center that guy for, is? Uh, Center Toronto. for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. I get that guy all the time. It's the beard. Yeah. Well, I'm. I feel like I have some Lithuanian in me. Yeah, sure. Just by looking That's at the L- Lithuanian giant, the place with the Raptors. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably am a little Lithuanian. <laughs> so we connected at the Shadow Bodies event. Followed up, I saw you again at uh, Eric Berry's Backpack Challenge. Maybe, yeah. 
And um, my buddy John and I, we're, we're running game out at the Royal Stadium oh, in yeah. these cat suits. Cat suits. Yep. And uh, we were up for fans of the year. And you, for one reason or the other, I don't know why, you decided to retweet uh, this fan vote. And oh, you yeah. said, holler at your boy, right? Yeah, definitely. And you helped us win that title. Nice. And so I reached out and I'm, I said, thank you, man. And you sent me the most kind message. And you were like, if you ever need anything, call me. And I knew at that moment that you were just a, you were just a real dude, right? Yeah. And so I met you at Shadow Buddies. Uh, obviously saw you at EB's. Ultimately, I know you do a ton of work with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of KC, and you agreed to be on this podcast today as an extension of the Fundamism book and the forward that we referenced, and specifically a portion of all those proceeds are going to pediatric cancer research. So, dude, I'm eternally grateful for that. But my question is, what is it about kids that that you feel dedicated to and feel the need to just throw your energy at them? Oh, man. And I, this that's a great question. And I have yet to really grasp what kind of gravitates me towards the youth, man. Um, but I think it's it, inevitably it's the, like they're the future. Hmm. And I, I can only put myself in so many people's shoes in this world, right? You know, there's so many different backgrounds and so many different ways of life. But the way that a kid looks at some like a, a professional athlete, mm-hmm. I can genuinely put myself in kids' shoes and see how they look at a professional athlete. Because I looked at countless, countless athletes. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> countless athletes. I mean, I, the, the list is, I can't even name them all. And I can relate to that. So why not try and relate to somebody and present a positive um, not necessarily image, but just give them um, a positive way to to to. I can't I can't even really explain it. You're you doing know? it, man. I just I, I just I I feel like that connection can can help somebody. It could change their you lives. Know what I mean? right. That's what I'm saying. It can change their perspective, even if it's something as small as you know football mm. or it, or a school, right? You know, or letting them know that you know I I may not have been that good at school, but I needed school to get to where I was. You know, to get to college, to get, you know, you have to have a certain GPA and things like that. Like, so I, I needed that in my life. Sure. You know, making certain things seem a little bit more important than they may seem at that age. Man. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a nonstop, you know what I mean, growing process that I feel like I can, I can relate to the, to the youth because I kind of have been in their shoes to where I look up at a sports star and I still kind of look at, you know, Deion Sanders, a guy sure. like that. I, I, I've idolized Deion since I was a little kid, like, man. Straight to my feet. <laughs> hey, did you ever you know, play so primetime on Genesis? Definitely. Will you ever press the mash the C button? See ya, see ya. Now I own you. Listen, Dion. Dion's the ultimate man. He's a uh, he's he's been one of my favorites since uh, since the early. Day. I remember I had like this little Dion Sanders action figure man. Yeah. I would just I would act like I was him on on like a punt return or something like that and. I don't know. It's just taking it back to the childhood days. You know, the way I looked at guys like him and Irvin and, you know, even a guy named Bernie Cozard. Never of heard of him. Not, a lot of people don't really know him. No, um, he's from the land. We know him. We know all <laughs> yeah, about him. Bernie, like, I had his jersey when I was like four, three, four, five years old, and I, I would never take that thing off. You sure. know, So the way I looked at these guys, 
I can relate to see how kids in the Kansas City community may look at the Chiefs. So it's just uh, it's something where if I can put myself in somebody's shoes and I can help them out, if I, I can give them hope, put a smile on their face, yeah. let alone giving them anything else in life. You know, just a smile on their face is, uh, is enough for me. Man. So... You know, going back to that moment, so we talked about how fundamentalism can help you get through a difficult time. And you're a dude, again, I told you, it just seems like you're enjoying every moment. I'm guessing, you know, when you're referencing these children and, and perspective in life and the struggles that people go through and the smile that you could put on their face, I'm guessing there was a point in your life that was just like, damn, I don't know if I could get through this moment. Like, just one of the most challenging times of your whole entire life. And I know it sucks sometimes to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's the only way for folks to grow and get better is to go there. So what's one of the most challenging moments in your life? Um, Well, I recently had a, uh, I was fortunate enough to have an E60 on me and my brother. Yes. Um, And that was one of the coolest things ever is that, you know, the E60 actually saw our relationship and some of the things that I've been through in life uh, as like... uh, Interesting, you know, like so I never in my life thought that you know my life would be something as like showcased as enough to be on ESPN. Yep. Um, but all that aside, uh, in in the E60, it talks about when I got kicked off of my uh, college team. Mm-hmm. I got my scholarship revoked. Now yep. I was always a kid that that just. I was very fortunate. I was six five. I could run like a deer, and I was I, I had good instincts um, on the on all athletic fields. So I could I, I naturally got the 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 nod above a lot of kids. I get it. You know, so I was I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship, which my brother wasn't. He was a, he was a, the hard worker ever since you know day one. He was even though he was tall um, and a big dude, he was. He had to really like work for it. Sure. You know, he worked for his scholarship uh, to earn a scholarship at the University of Cincinnati like two years afterwards, and that's a that's a, a story in itself. But I um I got the scholarship to the University of Cincinnati. I got registered my freshman year and just decided to just become this like party animal. Yeah, you know, and I mean it happens to a lot of kids in college. I mean, your first year away from home, you know, you just you're free. You, you know? become Ric Flair. Yeah, you you and you enjoy the <laughs> life right. that you were born to live. You know, <laughs> um, so I was I I kind of got uh, I don't want to say I got messed up in the wrong things, but I, what I ended up doing was I I didn't focus on what. I really wanted in life, and that was to be a professional athlete. Ever since I was a kid, I told my mom I'm going to be a professional athlete. I'm going to give you, get you this house, get you this car. Granted, my mom doesn't let me buy her anything. But back to the the story, I wanted to be a professional athlete, and I didn't see my time early on in the in my college career as oh, I'm trying to become a professional sure. athlete. Like, like you're building a foundation. Like I'm building the foundation. Yeah. Exactly. No, I was out enjoying life. You were turning up. I was turning the fuck up. I was, I was, I was out there going, getting drinks Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you yes. know, just going into practice hammered. And it was, it wasn't. You'd go to practice hammered. I'd, I'd go to practice hungover. Okay, fair enough. But right. I mean, technically, if, if somebody were to pull me over and give me a breath of ice. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> so. I um and that's just as one as an athlete not the way to go if no. you want to treat your body the right way sure not what you want to be doing so needless to say that life caught up to me and that's that's the one thing that I have noticed throughout it all that if you're doing the wrong things that shit will catch up to you sure absolutely so I've been very very um once this did happen that I ended up getting kicked off the team uh, for 
other reasons. Sure. You know, I'd, Partying too much is what I like to tell everybody. That's fair enough. So partying too much, I ended up uh, getting kicked off and uh, wasn't allowed to play college sports for 365 days. Wow. So I, I missed an entire year of which I could be building a resume, um, getting better, um, taking reps and, and understanding the game better, things like that. Yeah. I had all that taken away from me because I was so uh, negligent of what I really wanted to do or what I should be doing. Um and that's building that foundation to be a professional athlete. So how'd you um, how'd you cope with that? Like, was it did it, it knock sucked, you down man. a peg? What did it knock me down? I mean, you know, some knuckleheads aren't present. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I guess uh, the one thing that it ruined the most, I could really care less about what people view me as, but the the what it did to my family, how how upset my parents were, the. I can't even say they were really that upset. They were just disappointed. Sure. You know? And that's worse, right? And that's that's the worst thing ever is to like disappoint like your mother, your father, you know, that are so proud and happy yes. and you know, just loving and caring and will do anything for you, you know? Um, you know, that uh that killed me. And to from that point on, um Actually, my, my quick story, my barber gave me a, uh, when, I, when I was in high school, my barber gave me a speech to go look at, and it's a professor um, from Carnegie Mellon called The Last Speech. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's something parish, but I, I could get you the name of it. But either way, it's, um, he ends his, his speech, or his, he ends his last lecture, that's what it was called. The, the last, last lecture. lecture, yes, I'm familiar. He ends the last lecture with... It's not how you it's not how you achieve your dreams. It's not the way or the yeah, it's not how you achieve your dreams. It's how you lead your life. If you lead your life in the right directions, your dreams will simply come to you. Hmm. And from that point on, I told myself just live genuine. Make the right decisions in terms of where you want to be in life. Right. That is, if you want to be a professional athlete, going out on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the week is not the way to go. Maybe after a game, yeah, celebrating after a game is completely fine or right. something like that. If you want to party in that aspect or if you want to go out, go out. But sure. don't don't make it detrimental to what you're doing um, on the field, you know? And it's uh, just live live the right way you know that there's 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 a right way to do things and there's a wrong way Absolutely. to do things and um you know I, I i i've never been a huge huge believer in religion but i've always been someone that is very genuine um and i feel like there's always a right way and a wrong way to do things absolutely um and that uh i do believe in fortune i think there's good fortune bad fortune i, I think that there you can get some bad karma if you're out Boy. here doing the wrong things mm -hmm. I agree. So. so you had mentioned genuine, and you used that term multiple times. And, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that a lot of people appreciate about you. This is like, is, you, might, you might get a flag for unsportsmanlike conduct, but, but it's you, conduct. <laughs> it's you, though. Like, it's, it's you. We know who you are, what you're going to be, and you're going to enjoy every single moment. And I think that a lot of people relate to that because so many people struggle being somebody that they feel like everybody wants them to be. And that's not you. But could you identify a moment in your life where you felt like you were putting on a front and like it was difficult for you to be your authentic self? Um, yeah, without a doubt. I uh I think my first couple of years in the league, I um 
although although it seemed like I was myself, I feel like I was trying to portray an image um, that wasn't necessarily me. And it was it wasn't um, it wasn't more. It was on the field. I mean, I'm, once it comes to being being a competitor, like I'm I'm in a zone. Gamer, you know, I'm 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 all for it. But off the field, I feel like I was trying to uh, just be someone that everyone could love. And that's, I mean, that's good luck. Yeah, you, you can't know? do it. Good luck. And sure. It's, it, it's, you know, and by doing that, you know, you, you start to fall away from who the real you is. And, uh, you know, I got away from some a lot of friends and family that I've always been the one to answer a call. Mm-hmm. I've always been the one to answer a text. And um, it's just... It 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 kind of pushed me away from a lot of people that were always in my corner. Sure, and uh, you know that 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 killed me. And I that one being so, I mean, a guy named Jan, Dan Giordano, who I love dearly, man, is one of my favorite teammates of all time. Um, I missed his wedding because I was doing silly stuff that I wasn't that I shouldn't have even been doing. Right, um, and I was taking my 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 focus and trying to become something that I really didn't want. Mm. Um. The show, my TV show. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that was me. (laughs) I don't. Obviously, yes, in flesh, yes, that was me. That was me kissing all every last one of those women. But at the same time, uh, it wasn't genuine in who I was. I was portraying a certain image, sure, um, because of certain things. I mean, the the team didn't want me to do it, right? I, in my mind, oh, I have to be this. this kind gentleman, this straight and narrow. I don't. I don't live too crazy life. You know. I didn't want. I didn't want to give the Chiefs any reason to try and ship me elsewhere. Sure, absolutely. Because of what I'm doing off the field. Right. You know. So there's that aspect. Um, and there was the aspect of just you know, not trying to uh, to portray an image that everyone would you know kind of question. Right. You know, and, and instead of just going out there and accept and being myself, and whoever accepts me accepts me. Yeah. Well, I thought the show was fun. It was fun to watch you. And uh and specifically I think what what many enjoyed about that is getting to see your personality. Like cuz that's again, I think you're a better dude than you are a football player and that's saying something cuz you're a freaking all-pro, right? That, but being able to see that and how you interact with others and how you run game on, you know, the bags and, and you know, cornhole <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. And and so speaking of which, when are you going to stop ducking me, man? Yeah, no, like, I've been, I'm not going to lie. I've been ducking you for a long I time. I know. Like, and also I feel like you consider yourself a hooper. And so, you know, I, I like to dabble. I mean, dabble. I dabble a little bit. Raindrops. And uh, <laughs> so I guess my question is, if we were to play horse, how many letters do you think I would allow myself to have before you rolled out just with feelings hurt? Five. Oh, five. <laughs> no, you, no, man, you're overestimating me. It, it would get, it would get ugly. It, it would, out. yes. So, <laughs> going revisiting that time where like your lowest of low, and you got kicked off the team, and your mom, and I know that your mom's relationship and yours is very, very special to you. Um, what did you do? Because again, I think on a different scale, everybody could relate to that challenging moment, right? Yeah. Everybody goes through that moment. Now it looks different for them, but they go through a challenging time. And what people fail to realize is that it's going to pass. Like always does, the man. most challenging time in your life, you've always gotten through it, right? And and that's why you're here today. So what helped you get through that moment? That's that's what I call fundamentalism. What right. are the things that you did 
to get out of that that negative space? Well, the first thing I did was I found a new routine. Okay. That is the biggest thing. I mean, I don't necessarily, it wasn't, it was never the people I was around. It was always my decision making. So that's the first thing you have to do is, you know, own it. Yep. Own it. Whatever it is that you're going through, own it. You know, if it, if it isn't, even if it isn't under your control, the only power you have in this world is making a decision. Chew. That is it. Yes. There's always going to be someone stronger than you. There's always going to be someone more powerful, faster, you know, more agile in terms of athletics. But even outside of athletics in the business world, there's always going to be someone with that much more. Yeah, smarter, yeah, tenacity, smarter, exactly. whatever it may whatever be. Whatever yeah. it is, you know, that's their characteristics. But nobody has more power than you. Hmm. Than when you make a decision, spin facts out here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's it's it right, left, up or down. It doesn't matter what the decision is. You know, am I going to eat with my right hand today, or am I going to eat with my left? You know, just controlling those decisions, right? And um, so my decisions make my decision making was I'm gonna I'm gonna get a whole new routine. I'm gonna wake up early. I'm gonna wake up early. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something productive with my day early. And what that does is it it gives you confidence, man. I, I when I wake up early and I knock out a workout, or I wake up early and I I start just reading some stuff. I watch some film. I I, I listen to something motivational. That triggers your mind to attack the day, or at least have a positive outlook on everything that goes that, that comes at you. Yeah, you know. So from there, you can always roll with the punches. Um, I would also say that the biggest thing I did was outside of finding that routine was finding something else that uh, that I loved in that routine. Mm. Um, I started playing a little bit of uh, summer baseball. Really, and it, it, it what it did was it, it keeps you focused. What finding this other love does is it keeps you focused on what you should be doing. Yes. Instead of thinking about what's already happened. That's fundamentalism, man. Right? That's why you're here. Exactly. So it's 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 finding that new routine, finding something that you enjoy. And it, it, it can be something new. I mean, baseball is something I've enjoyed my entire life. Sure. But it can be something new. Right. You know, and it's, um, I think that that whole mentality of, all right, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start start by doing this different. Um, and And on top of it, you can you can you can visit the past. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Visiting the past and feeling how you felt at your at your worst moments is a very I feel like is a very good thing. Absolutely. Because it keeps you on track. Sure. You know what I mean? It keeps your mind in going in the right directions and uh and staying motivated to make sure that you never get to that point ever again. Yes. So man. I'm uh I'm sitting over here. I'm an emotional cat. I don't know uh how you handle your emotions, but when I see very passionate. When I see something creative or artistry or I feel like somebody's saying something that I really deeply connect with, like I'll get emotional. And I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes because everything that you're saying, I know can help somebody out there. Definitely. And I know that everybody out there is dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And so um you know, I think so you've come a long way in your career, and and every year you're getting better, right? I know you you've dealt with injury, you've dealt with hardships. We talked through those. I think it was the great Christopher Wallace that said, "Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. No, yes. Fifty inch screen, money, green leather sofa. I got two rides, a limousine with a chauffeur. So my question to you is: You ever have those like pinch me moments? Still, like, what's the last pinch me moment where? 
you saw yourself as that little kid growing up in Cleveland and never thought that you'd be where you are today. Dude, I got slimed. Yes! Was that, what is that? Temple? Uh, I don't, it, no, no, no. It was at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice That's Awards, right. Yes. Where kids are out here voting for certain athletes to even, one, be recognized, but two, to, to eventually come on and be a part of the show. And um, what I did on the show or what I did at the awards was uh, it was a competition between me and Martellus Bennett to uh, pull a bus full of kids. And uh, whoever won got to go down the slime slide and eventually would just dive into a pool of slime. And uh, sure enough, I pulled that bus like I had never pulled a bus before, which I haven't. <laughs> Strongman style. Yeah, exactly. Just used my entire torso. But it was... Uh, you actually ended, did ended a thousand bicep curls right before that, too. I did. I did. With kids hanging from the, the barbell. No, it was um, it was cool, man. I, uh, I, I literally froze... As I'm going down this, I can see the picture. I, I literally felt myself freeze as I'm sliding down the slime slide. And when I have all the slime on me, all I could picture was double dare. Yes. I'm just like, oh, I look just as stupid as all of those parents on double dare. Oh, this is hilarious. And man. who cares? And who cares, man? That was the that was the point where I was just like, man, I'm I'm at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards getting slime. Sure. And I've like I've that's always been on the list. You know what's funny about that story? So, it, so we said, and who cares? And I know that like you're under a microscope. And uh, I was just having a conversation with Colin over here at Charlie Hustle and talking about you and, and really awesome dudes in the Kansas City, Danny Duffy, and how it's got to suck sometimes to never know whether somebody truly cares about you for you or they're just trying to get to you or they're just trying to get something from you, right? And what's amazing to me is you don't seem like the person that really at least outwardly, appears to guard yourself much. And so when you're telling this story, I know a lot of folks make decisions based on what they feel other people want them to be. Like, mm-hmm. can you, I'm sure you can imagine times in your life where you did something, not because you wanted to, but because you were fearful of what somebody else was going to think about you. Yeah. And the one thing that the cat suit deal taught me was, uh, hmm. don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. Yeah. And nice. uh, that's crazy to me because if you really boil that down, like, don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. That's so truthful. Yeah. Like you go out to a networking event, you meet somebody at a shadow butt, whatever it may be, right? And then, you know, we walk away and we're like, oh, damn, I should have said, or man, I wonder what he was thinking of my, or man, did she think I was cute? Right. And the end of the day, they're not thinking about you when you get home. Do you find that you struggle with that still today, or are you, you're just completely past that and good with who you are and what you do? Yeah, I've cut, I've cut it all. Loose. I mean, it's uh, and I've I've had practice. Mm. Unfortunately, so social media is the ultimate practice in terms of your self esteem. The and best and the worst, man. <laughs> social media always wins. It, is, yeah. it never. It is undefeated. undefeated. <laughs> Just like age, undefeated, dude. Right. It 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 will murder you at this the lowest moments One, eight, of seven. your life. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's um, I've. I've had that, and unfortunately so, we're laughing about it, but social media bullying is right down that list. It's terrible. You know? It yes. sucks. It sucks. And I've been a part of the social media bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, to like a you've larger, done the bullying? No, I've, like, I've, I've literally been called out <laughs> countless times. Every Sunday, every, every drop pass, I'm being bullied. Sure. So That's it's, absolutely true. But, I mean, it's, it, you can laugh about it because that person is, who is that person? Who is that person? Who is that person? They don't matter. I, don't, I could care less about what that person exactly. says. Exactly. And I could care less about who reads about what that person says. Mm. 
you know, and it's it, you just have to have that mindset of who cares. Like that, I got. I remember I was in gym class when I was in ninth grade, and I had a senior come up and pants me, <laughs> pale ass, pale ass in front I can't of see all it. of the girls. It's yes. the Lithuania in you. It's the Lithuanian, and it was <laughs> just starting to get some hair to it, which now it's very hairy. Yes, but it was it, it was just pale, slightly hairy ass, <laughs> and everyone laughed. Yep. Everyone laughed, and I just sat there and I said, "Yeah, I got a fucking, I got a hairy, pale ass." Yeah. Oh well, so be it. That's it. You know, laugh away. I can laugh with you. Actually, I think that was pretty funny. And then I just thought about ways I could get him back. Do you think that that's a skill that uh, others can learn, or do you think that that's just kind of in your DNA? Um, no, it's definitely something you can learn. Awesome. Without a doubt, it's something you can learn. You just have to. It, what it comes down to is just grasping the idea of they're doing it to get that attention because they're there's something going they're on missing over there, something right yeah there's something going on over there and if if you ever get yourself caught in that the 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 bullying or the just being attacked for some silly reason or any reason just ask them, is everything going on all right in your life? Yes. You know, reach out to them. Are you okay? Man. It's because it seems like this is bugging you a whole lot more than everyone else in this world. My and man. that you yes. just want some more attention or something. Yes. You know, I just if you need something, you just let me know, all right? So it's just it's it's really just grasping that entire understanding of they're they're going through something. Let them do them. Yes. You know, just let that person be themselves and don't mind whatever's going on over there. So what I appreciate about what you said is, uh, so fundamentalism, again, fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle, and all that is predicated on fun. Well, fun to a lot of folks is just a word. To me, it's an acronym. The F stands for foundation. It's everything that you are, like who you are, what makes you tick, your moral compass, uh, your personality style, how you communicate, the wisdom and knowledge you've you've acquired over the year. That's you. That's like your base, right? Mm -hmm. And then the U is understanding others' perspectives. So you got the F foundation. The U is understanding others' perspectives. And in that you know, I find that you have two ways to approach any situation. You could be curious about it or you could be furious about it. Yeah. And so in that situation that you just said, you know, a lot of folks, they wear that one on the chin and they say, damn, you know, why, why, why does he hate me? Or why is he calling me out or whatever it may be? What you took is the curious approach rather than furious approach mm-hmm. and even got even more bold with it. You, you held up a mirror and you yeah. said, you know, what is it about me? What is driving this? What could, what could I potentially be doing that's driving this outcome? Right. right? And realizing that we're all different and everybody's going through and something, and, and ultimately that might be what you see on the, the outside, could really make a world of difference in how Without you experience life, right? So the F Foundation, the U, understanding others' perspectives, and the N is next steps. So how do you showcase your strengths while mitigating your areas of opportunity? And I feel mm-hmm. like, you're, I feel like you've, you've kind of found that, that magical thread, man. Yeah. Like, again, there's two people that we are, the person that we present ourselves to be and the person that we actually are at we home. Are, yeah. And... uh I feel like you're about as authentic as they come. So a couple of questions before we wrap up. Uh, we're at Charlie Hustle, uh, Chase and Holly's spot. Nice. Holly wanted to know, what uh, hidden hidden talents do you have? Hidden talents. I don't necessarily know if any of them are hidden anymore. Um, I could freaking eat barbecue in like 10 <laughs> seconds. I don't know. I, uh, that is I, don't, I don't know what's technically a talent anymore. Like yeah, everything's a talent now, True. you know, like tying a knot in a certain way is a talent now, you know, <laughs> like 
<laughs> what about your dance skills? That's um, a, that's not hidden. That's and I don't know if it's much of a talent. It, more than just that? like carelessly moving. But dude, you moving, got rhythm. Dude. I mean, where yes. did that come from? Is that, that something that you've always? I I was very fortunate. I I grew up around a lot of culture. Okay, I would call it. Um, and I'm not just speaking of African American culture. I'm okay. speaking of Re- all culture. Respect. I was, yes, I was I was in a very multicultural city. Sure. Um, at about. I would say 30 to 40% is Jewish. Um, about 50% is African American. And then you just get a frick, like just random ethnicities thrown in there. Uh, my best friend, uh, Kumar Ferguson is the Indian. Um, is not it, the a, Kumar. No, not the <laughs> Kumar. Yeah. Cause uh, man, one I'm, of them. I'm starving for some white castle. Real Dude, talk. And as funny as it is, our best friend is named Harry. Really? So yes, I have, a, I have two best friends named Harry and Kumar. Um, and I don't know if we've ever been to White Castle, as ironic as that hey, is. Hey, you're not way. missing much, man. Right? I mean, those sliders are go. Yeah, right? they're, they're go. They're. But, um, but he's, he, like I said, he's, uh, he's Indian as well as he's African American and Irish. Yes. So, I mean, that melting pot right there is like, I, I like to say that's Cleveland Heights right there. And he is a true embodied, like, he is the, he is Cleveland Heights. He bleeds it just like I do. Um, and we're just all over the place. So I mean, it, you get the you get the high class, you get the low class. Um, so going to school was like it was a fashion show. It was a dance off. It was uh, it was a pep rally all day. Um, as well as you got a little bit of gang fights here and sure, there. Absolutely. As well as you have your your music side. You got you have girl cadets, guy cadets in the swim pool. You know, you it it. it it's all over the place. Getting it in. And um, I appreciate Cleveland Heights so much now because I realized, man, it gave me an understanding of so many different lifestyles. Sure. So many different lifestyles that I can appreciate. Sure. So you'll see me hit the Ric Flair and then do the Quan. Or, mm. You know, you'll see me do the, the Donkey Kong punch because all we did was play Smash Brothers oh, when yeah. I was a kid and yep. then go over and hit the nene or something you're gonna you know, twerk be, next like tyreek i don't I'm, i like to, i'm trying to save my money this year <laughs> okay, i've been enough. fine enough dude. uh so tell me a little bit about your outfits man do you choose them or do they choose you because i follow you on the ig and uh i admire what you wear like again individuality is is one of your things authenticity Definitely. and uh i look at them like damn i I feel like I kind of I'd rock that I'd look good in that. Nice. Um, and so my question to you is, how do you go about finding the outfit? I'm not gonna lie, man. I uh, I think the the outfits kind of find me. Yeah. Um, I have a I'm I'm very uh, particular in what I wear, but I would say I'm particular in the in the in the fact of like, oh, if I see it, that's for me, right? So I feel like that finds me. You know, these, there's these unbelievably gifted designers that try and present this image um, in their head onto onto people's bodies. Yes. You know, so I just I, I go around and I click on certain designers, certain brands that I that I appreciate, and uh, certain certainly enough, if that shirt finds me, and I'm I'm loving it, I'm rocking it. Yes, and uh, rocking it well, my friend. You're a pretty dude. Anybody ever tell you that? I mean, I'm happily married with two kids, <sighs> dude. I. I hate it when my girlfriend calls me beautiful. Why? It's just Do you know how many people would wish that their girlfriend would call them beautiful? No. And your girlfriend is absolutely gorgeous, mind yeah, you, and is a fire it personality. It always comes after I call her beautiful. She's like, no, you're beautiful. I'm like, nice okay, comeback. So yeah, no, you. Uh, top five rappers of all time, go. Ooh-wee. Uh, 
Man. Ah! You want me to help you? No. Okay. <laughs> kind of. But no. Okay, here they are. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Because I spit hot fire. Fire. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna go with not. No order. No order. Please, no order. Okay. Just off the top of my head, who comes sure. the first? Uh, Jay Z's definitely got to be up there. Okay. Um, I was a huge Wayne guy in the high school in the early, uh, the mid two thousands. To got to hold on to your receipt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. After that, I would say, who's fantastic right now i mean drake is up there i've listened to drake respect for years sure um what about Pac, biggie any of those biggie was was a biggie was i mean that's some gangster shit yeah you know what i mean like i i I can relate but i can't at all now did you you grew up somewhere close to big sean uh detroit's detroit's just on the other side of the lake okay yeah i i appreciate them but i wouldn't put them up there if anybody from detroit's got to be eminem sure okay fair enough that's where that's i i can say eminem's up there um, and then I would say it's got to be someone new age that just that just jumped on. Migos. Ah, I appreciate them. I don't know if I'd call them my five rap, ah, top five. What about like J Cole or? Uh, yeah, J Cole spits. is up there. He spits. So does Kendrick. So does. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm missing somebody right now. That's I know okay. I'm missing. I, if, if I went on my phone, you, I would know. I'm don't missing. worry about it. If I feel like I kind of pigeonholed you to talk about rap, like what is your favorite? style of music dude i when i tell you i am all over the board yep i literally just got mad at my friend for only listening to rap and hip-hop and then he proceeded to show me that rap and hip-hop is music now um <laughs> i looked at the billboards and i'm like oh my gosh there is no there's not even country is like on like 28 and it shouldn't be unbelievable like how is like it's just non-stop travis scott drake yep and a whole bunch of new rappers that I have no idea who their name is. I don't even know how to pronounce their name because half of their name is an emoji. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's impressive that that's all that people listen to now. And I got mad. I'm like, dude, when's the last time you listened to any other genre? Yes. Outside of hip hop. And I even threw R&B in there. Yeah. Because that's if secondary is always R and B. Sure, if you're a huge hip hop, you heard that boot up by I think it's yeah. Ella. That, that's my jam right now. I'm actually upset. I got my uh, my girlfriend and her mother. I got her mother uh, for her birthday uh, tickets to go see Bruno Mars and Bruno Mars. I went and saw them, dude. That is the the fire the show one? I've ever been to. The, the, I saw them two years ago. Oh yeah, two years. They literally just uh, I guess um, Cardi B was supposed to be on the. Uh, yep. And now she's being she's pregnant. She's giving birth, so she can't be on the tour anymore. Hey, so oh, she's gonna be on that SI model deal. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> breastfeeding down the runway. <laughs> that's there's a, that's not Cardi B. I don't know. Oh, what it my is. bad, my bad. No, but uh, they picked up uh, the girl that sings "Boot Up" as yes. well as uh, Sierra and um, oh, man, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, or somebody like that. Ooh, I don't know. Old else. school, yeah, I like which that. I love old school. Zap like and huge. Roger. Oh man, dude, that, that's a Cincinnati little Ohio. Yes. dude, I go man, hard. Man. I like '80s. I like old school stuff. I love me some James Brown. Uh, but to your point, like I'm very eclectic. I love. I think music is power, man. Like Definitely. you could find any song that you want to to drive a certain emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to music is with a purpose. Specifically, is one of my favorite fundamentals. So, yeah. so nickname. You got a nickname in closing? I have so many nicknames. What's your favorite one? Um. My favorite one's probably Killer Trav. I mean, I've, they've been calling me Killer Trav. They, my, as a, my friends, excuse me, have been calling me that since I was young. Uh, T-Rex, another one since I was young. Sure. Um, the Trav Man, my parents have been calling me that since I was a little kid. 
I mean, the, the nicknames just go on. They've been calling me Zeus in fantasy football for years. Um, yeah, Killer Travis fitting, and I really like that one. So as we, as we wrap up, man, um, again, the purpose of fundamentalism is to get out of whatever you're going through. And it's not just to say that, like, you're going through a, a, a trying time and you, and you need that. Like, you just need to gravitate more towards the things that give you strength as opposed to the things that give you down. So what advice in closing would you have to somebody going through the struggle right now? Man, um, know that uh, that that world is going around, is, mm. is, and and as as the the dark comes, that sun's going to come right back up, Man. and that uh, every single day is a new day, and you can attack that as a new day. As much as you feel like you're you're in the same world, um, you can change your world and the perspective in which you in which you live it every single day. Man. Travis Kelsey, you are a man amongst boys. I, uh, from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate you being here today. Um, I, I really admire you. I hope that you don't take that lightly because I don't say that to everybody. Um, uh-huh. And the kids that you're helping as a result of this podcast and the Fundamism book through Noah's Bandage Project and Pediatric Cancer Research, they thank you, and, uh, and I personally thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Travis Kelsey, if you want to learn more about the Fundamism book, hit up pauljlong.com forward slash book for more information on that. Just went to the editor today. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so hot. So if you want to learn more about perspective and getting your mind right and Fundamism, that's the spot. You want to learn more about Fundamism, hit up Fundamism.com. As always, we appreciate you being here and tuning in. Have a fun day, and we'll hit you next time.